Welcome to another episode of the Teesside Podcast with me, Tanya D. As always, I need to start by saying thank you to everyone who has been listening and providing feedback. I'm not going to take too long today. I'm going to jump right in. We do have a guest with us, and this is Miss Tanya White. She is a school counselor in the Jefferson County Public School in Louisville, Kentucky. Miss Tanya, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you do? Hello. I love your name, though, Tanya D. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I have been with the public school system. I'm coming up on my 20th year. Wow. Uh, started out as a special education teacher. And then um, after like 13 years, I uh, landed my school counseling job. And my role right now, especially during COVID, most of my time is spent trying to eliminate these barriers to virtual school education. A lot with the parents because the parents are having, you know, just a tough time just managing life, managing their kids every day, and then managing the demands of school. But if we were in brick and mortar, I serve as um, a listening ear and a, a resource for students to perform their academic uh, best and uh, emotional best in school. Uh, also serve parents to provide resources that they need to help their uh, students at home and serve as a resource for the staff to make their jobs easier. So our, our main goal is for our kids to learn and be prepared for the future. So that's a little bit about my role. Okay, so where you are, are you all doing virtual or hybrid or what does the school look like? have been uh, 100% virtual uh, since school started, primarily because our governor and our superintendent, uh, in our district, we have over 100,000 kids. Oh, wow. Um, and most of them take the school bus transportation, again, like, like most schools, overcrowding. And so it was just best to do full virtual until the, the goal was until the numbers start to decrease. We okay. were only planning to be on there six weeks because they anticipated if everybody followed the guidelines, we will see a decrease and we'll be able to move to the next phase of a hybrid. That was the okay. goal for uh, October. But our numbers, like most across the nation, have continued to escalate. So literally, we are on full-time virtual probably until, well, it is no probably until January. Our, gov our governor just did a, a, another shut not a shutdown, but some guidelines to okay. decrease. So everybody's on full-time virtual until January. They're going to look, relook in December to see mm -hmm. what, the, what it is. But I anticipate this full-time virtual book until we get these numbers down. Right. That, that would be best. Mm -hmm. Especially if the schools are overcrowded and things like that. So yep. what have you noticed to be the biggest challenge for you with getting them set up or with resources? for the students? Well, as a school, when we first uh, went virtual back in March, when the pandemic first started, it was mm -hmm. technology throughout our whole district. Uh, like I said, we have uh, over 100,000 students uh, and we're in an urban district where a lot of our students come from low socioeconomic. So at that phase, it was a lot of technology barriers. Over the summer, when it was anticipated that we would start school virtual for a few weeks, we had a lot of community partners help us uh, increase our technology with Chromebooks and hotspots. So mm -hmm. now we can say that there is at least about 80% of our students who had the need for technology does do have it. 
Um, okay. It's some, you, those families, you know, have multiple uh, siblings in school. So if they have multiple siblings that we try to accommodate each sibling, if possible, if not, they have at least two. And so this go around, uh, the technology seems to be less of a barrier, but how to navigate through the yeah. assignments and the live instructions, that is what I see at this go around. So we, okay. we just had, our school had um, parent uh, training programs on how to navigate Google Classroom, uh, how to get on live sessions and how to okay. host their child's work. And so that seems to, that was the need that our school particularly saw and met. I must say in interacting with the kids, I know the kids are overwhelmed because they do want to see their friends in person, but mm-hmm. they are technology babies. So, <laughs> Right. They were born with a computer chip. They were born <laughs> with it. And so what I do, I do have virtual small groups and lunch bunch just so I can stay in contact with the kids. And sometimes I have trouble sharing and with the technology and I don't care what grade, it could be a kindergartner <laughs> or fifth grade. And they help Miss White out with the technology. So uh, that is a plus as we're, mm-hmm. we're, I'm noticing that we're all in the technology world during COVID. The babies know how to access and maneuver and flow through technology. Yeah, that's true. Because the thing with the teachers, if you've been a teacher for a while, you're probably older. You're not as familiar with all this technology. So the teachers are learning as on the go. And if you're a new teacher, you might have the tech part down, but you don't have the classroom management, right? but you're not in a classroom. So they're learning also. So it's a learning curve for everybody. Out of all of the, um, the positive that I find through the, this pandemic, it has brought mm-hmm. our society closer together because we mm-hmm. realize how much we do need each other. Yes. And so, so true. With, even when our staff, leadership, students, you seeing students help students who they may have a problem with oh, um, okay. that they're connecting with and not only in live instruction, but outside because everybody's in the house and nobody mm-hmm. can see. So I do see that connectivity more in the barriers and all the other things that society does have decreased. And we're more, we're, we're willing to lean more on each other because we got to. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's really great. I hadn't really thought about it that way. And yes, especially with the kids <laughs> helping the teachers oh, Lord. with the technology, that's really great. But I swear yeah. every virtual lunch bunch, I have problems sharing my screen on Google <laughs> Meet. And well, it never fails. Once a Miss White, you got to do this and that. And once I do it, boom. but thank you because y'all know miss white honey i just it just seems so difficult Uh, Mm -hmm. but they they do the the this generation knows that technology yeah so have you noticed any issues with them doing the work or getting the work done and that is the ironic thing about it even the students who i know the students who had academic problems and meeting deadlines so to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) returning the work because literally you're in the house and there's nothing to do outside of your house. Mm-hmm. A lot of students are completing the work and attempting to do what they can. And like I have my own school counselors, Google Classroom, and I have little activities, videos and my uh, counseling core instruction. And then mm-hmm. I have a like a little reflection activity uh, okay. that I assign to the students. So many students do that activity. So I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what? 
but they do it because, you know, I'm assuming this is what they need to do to occupy their time. So I have a, a great amount of participation on my end. Let me ask you, do you get assigned students to work with or is it different this year? You just have it set up and anyone can come in. Anyone, I, I sent all the invitation to all our students in, in our population. And so our enrollment right now is like 398. So, and I, in my Google Classroom, of those 398, 272 kids have accepted the invitation and they active on my Google Classroom, okay. um, which I thought was phenomenal <laughs> yeah. to have not only just their class, but be connected to the school counselors. Google Classroom, and I give, like I said, uh, uh, videos, uh, little activities, at a theme base for whatever month we're that's working on, like October was National Bullying Month. Mm-hmm. Um, this November so much it was the election Veterans Day Thanksgiving mm-hmm. so just different activities and videos and then in um, my virtual sessions we, we discuss certain things so I was very I'm very pleased with the interaction but again when I when I think about it that's how we're connecting right now through virtual right right virtual and so the cra- the human craving to connect with people because we can't be in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, people are connecting virtually in all kinds of ways because I get it baffles me. Well, it's funny because some of the students send messages like early in the morning. Miss White, is lunch lunch today? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but because they want that in their schedule, they have something right. else to look forward forward to. to. Yeah, it's very important to. I know sometimes we can get virtual zoomed out, Google Meet out, but that's how yeah. we're connecting. Mm-hmm. especially with those who need that connection. Yeah. So just got to put, this is our normal right now. So mm-hmm. do what we can to meet that human need. You may have said it. And if you did, and I missed it, I apologize. Are you in elementary school? Yes, middle school? elementary, uh, pre-K through fifth grade. Okay. Okay. So you find that there's a lot of participation among that age group. Yes. And especially, you know, with the pre-K kindergartens, when they on a virtual session, usually the parents are right there. And because everybody's in the house, the parents <laughs> are engaging too. So yeah. it's so, it, it's really amazing to see how our attention is now to uh, being more tolerant of people and connecting with people because we have to. But yeah, yeah the, the parents are there. Uh, like w- last week, I had a game for one of my sessions, Jeopardy, and the parents were just involved <laughs> as the kids. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay. I guess a lot of them, if they aren't working, they don't have anything to do either. So so let me ask you, because I have noticed this with parents, they aren't always virtual classroom appropriate. Yes. (laughs) So has that been an issue? I know some people, the parents are participating. Do you find, well, you do counseling and not regular classroom education, but you know, have you heard where the parents are trying to give the kids the answers or stressing the kids because they don't know the answer. Like we went over this. Why don't you know it? And, you know, stressing the child out. Absolutely. I do visit some, uh, many of our classrooms during, during their live instruction. Okay. And we, we have to constantly address that. We love that you're right there and you're engaged. Yeah. But when it comes to answering questions, (laughs) We had an <laughs> a inappropriate incident mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the teacher's trying to give all the kids <laughs> opportunities to answer. Right. And so one of our parents got upset and said, you better call them such and such. She's been having her hand up. 
Oh, Lord. And we had to address that, you know, we know that you may feel this way, but remember, they're still in live instruction for their class. Mm-hmm. And so we have to we have to give the parents some classroom expectations. And um, so what type of expectations would you give for parents? To You could be engaged, be be present, but be appropriate um, in not only just your verbal encounters but also your body language and your appearance yes <laughs> you know don't cuss the your other child out over here while oh, or not walk around with your bra on when oh, you walk oh, by oh, the camera were you in that were you in that classroom when that happened <laughs> i'm sure that's happened on multiple occasions yeah parents like oh well whatever you know i did have a friend recommend possibly having the it's not always possible have the child with their back to a wall so if we have encouraged uh we've encouraged our kids to utilize the virtual background features okay so to make it fun and then block out all that and google meet has called on because the before when we started they didn't have Uh many virtual backgrounds like zoom okay and so a lot of our uh, teachers use google meet and so now they have a whole selection of virtual backgrounds. So oh, our nice. teachers have encouraged, encouraged our students to use a virtual background because they're fun. It blocks mm-hmm. out everything. Uh, and then we won't have to see certain things. <laughs> <laughs> our smoking cigarettes in the right, <laughs> right. <laughs> in class. I'm like, oh, Lord. But yeah, there's some expect. We, we've, we've constantly had to address that. Okay. But you said you had some different types of classes for the parents mm-hmm. we did okay and so you re- had a really good response to those yes and oh, then good. at our school we we keep in contact we have our instructional assistants uh mm-hmm. call the families at least twice a week to mm-hmm. just check in to see because you know our teachers are busy preparing lessons and everything so we utilize our instructional assistants to just to make sure that the parents don't have any specific needs from the teacher or the school and so we've done a great job I must say of really staying connected to all of our families during this time oh good um and being able to know what's going on in that being able to connect with them you find out a lot of a lot of our families are struggling and hurting Mm-hmm. not just with COVID, parents with COVID or somebody else in the family, but with regular life illnesses, um, mm-hmm. which at this time is very scary because uh, when you go to the hospital, your your family can't come see you. So you right. so we've had some families with people had surgeries dealing with cancer, death. And so, um, and just we're in a, a very high crime. Our school is located in a high crime area as well okay. and so like you know the summer was only popping with it was like every week there was a shooting and some one of our families was directly impacted by uh the whether it was there somebody in their family was shot or it was a neighbor they got mm-hmm. shot so we had to deal with just regular life issues as well on top yeah. of COVID which can stress any family out right and so do you just then refer them out or you said you do some individual sessions with the students? Yes. So we determine, we have a lot of community partners. So we determine the level of needs that our families need. So sometimes it's just a few sessions with me. We mm-hmm. also have a mental health counselor in our school. Sometimes they need more intense uh, mm-hmm. sessions. When we discovered that they the scope is outside of our school uh, counseling service, we mm-hmm. do have our, our district has partnerships with the local counseling agencies, such as seven counties and other okay. 
therapists. And, you know, during this time, so many uh, community-based agencies have laxed a lot of their requirements. So right. if you if you need counseling, you literally, all you got to do is call this number and you'll, you'll mm-hmm. get it. Okay. What would you say to students who find that they are having more difficulty managing? Because like you said, you have kindergarten through fifth grade. So technically the fourth grader could be the one trying to help take care of the five-year-old. So they have a lot more going on and a lot more stress also. So what would you say to students who find that they are having a hard time? Because sometimes it's just harder to learn virtually. Sometimes you need that face-to-face one-on-one instruction. Yes. And And we've done a lot of great things within our school and in our district. So like I said, A lot of our families have multiple uh, students in the household and a lot of our parents uh, are either essential workers or have to go to jobs outside the home. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. The oldest child is not only doing their work, but they're helping their younger sibling get on as well. Within our school, when we notice that we have our theme right now is extend grace. So Mm -hmm. with our younger kids in particular, we don't have them on live lab instruction as much because they're babies and so there's specific time that lab instruction and then our teachers have done a schedule where they can meet with them in a smaller group setting or one-on-one especially if they're struggling with our older kids our fourth and fifth graders um they have multiple times on a day that they're on lab instruction but they also have a couple of days that they're not and that's their time to do their work Uh, our teachers all of our teachers have office hours, so a kid can just pop in when it's not live instruction and say, hey, I need help on this. Okay. Um, our district has done an amazing job with the resources and the help and assistance because, you know, like you said, kids struggle. So they've done a great job with virtual t- tutoring opportunities, virtual, even with our virtual extracurricular activities. Like we have mm-hmm. a chess club and some of the schools that have band, they still practice virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like I said, the technology is so still giving them that sense of being in some type of n- normal school situation, but we're just doing virtual. So, mm-hmm. like I said, our district and our in the school I'm particularly in uh, have done a great job, as well as other schools around our district, meeting the needs of not only our our families but themselves. Because you know, when you work in a mm-hmm. school and you got a family. Of course, you're not only doing your job, but you have to meet the educational needs of the families in your household, uh, mm-hmm. the kids in your household. So we've done we've done a lot just to assist, to be patient and send grace mm-hmm. and understanding that, yes, we're trying to uh, offer a sense of normalcy. But I have to remember, we're, we're still in a pandemic. Right. Um, people are still struggling financially. So, yes, we we got Chromebooks, but some people may be struggling. They may not have wi-fi because they weren't able to pay the bill so yes they need a hotspot they need us to get a hotspot so families Mm -hmm. can request that as needed okay Um, may happen maybe the chromebook is broken they can request to get another one and so we have those resources available for them Mm -hmm. you don't have the technology most schools have paper packets and paper instruction until Mm -hmm. you get back on so just other alternatives to meet your need at the time so how do they get the paper package? Somebody will be able to take it to them or they can come to the school and pick it up? Well, at our school, and like I say, each school is this. My school, we mail them, we mail them to okay. them because not many is on paper packet. Mm-hmm. My niece's school, uh, my niece and nephew, they go to a school, but every week they have a specific day that you can drop it off. 
Okay. And pick up a packet. And that at their school, almost all of their students are on technology, but for the developmental ages, such as pre-K through second, he just said the babies still need to practice their motor skills in writing. So mm-hmm. they, they have the technology part, but they also have the paper packet. So the kids can get okay. to write. And, and yeah, because you're just learning those skills at that age. Yeah. So they don't want them. So that is something I was like, oh, that is so good. But every week they have a, a social distance follow guidelines where you can drop it off, drop off mm-hmm. the packet you picked up the week before, and they have a packet for them to pick up that week. So okay. it's just... It's, it's systems to meet the needs of your community uh, at the time. Okay. So let me now flip it and ask, what tips would you give the educators and the school staff and professionals trying to manage? Because sometimes if you're a teacher, you're virtually doing your job. But again, you also have a second grader that's sitting over <laughs> here trying to do their work too. And you're stressed and little Johnny over here, he playing Nintendo or whatever game, PS5, he's not paying attention and you're all stressed out and you're like, you know what? I I don't have time for this today. So what would you say to the educators? Well, I do this every week at our administrative meeting. I have to remind them, (laughs) I know we have goals. I know we want the sense of normalcy in school, but sometimes our demands, we have to sit back and reflect. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I have to remind them, we're still in the pandemic, you guys. And just because people don't share their hurt and what they're going through and their stress, mm-hmm. these are stressful times. Very. And so have your expectations, yes. But also have empathy and mm-hmm. grace to know that, yes, you have expectation. Everybody wants to meet bosses, jobs, all the expectations. I don't believe anybody deliberately says, I don't want to meet even the most irresponsible. They want to meet some level and you have right. to understand that. But you also have to understand we're in a pandemic. I've personally been affected two weeks ago. My ne- nephew's father died from COVID. Oh, 49 no. years old. 49. Oh, oh he my would have been 50. I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, he would have been 50 this upcoming Monday. Mm. Got it? Don't know how because he wore his mask. But like I said, you know, you, you could take that mask off or be in contact with somebody. Once you get it, is and it impacts people in different ways. So we have yeah. to understand that as educators, that mm-hmm. yes, our families want their children on, but when they don't, if they're struggling or you haven't seen them, it is, uh, you got to understand that they may be going through something mm-hmm. and they may not be willing to share at that time. They just, right. yeah, they'll tell you, yeah, they're going to get on. So that's when they reach out to uh, me as a counselor and our MHP, because maybe we can ask them what, what their needs are. And usually, yeah, they tell us such and such, this is happening. But we mm-hmm. have to understand, it's, it's not that they don't want to do their work. It's not that they haven't turned in their work. We're in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we have to understand that pandemic and life as we knew it before is really over. Yes, we're trying to navigate through this, mm-hmm. but also have, have your expectations, then your empathy, and then show grace. That's right. what I say a thought that I had when you talked about not necessarily lowering your expectations. What are your thoughts on the requirements for the student, like the state and federal requirements for the expectations of the state or doing assessments or benchmarks they have to meet? It's like you've been in our admin meeting. I tell them all the time because principals can get in the angst. APs can get in the angst. Um, And I tell them they have to have those expectations. 
Mm-hmm. You can't come out and say, oh, no, we're not doing this because we know the pandemic is going to last. They have to run as normal. And mm-hmm. yes, they, they set their expectations, but they're going to have empathy because every state in this United States mm-hmm. has increased their thing. They know they they know that the kids are not going to learn at the level and expectations as they would have in-person school, no matter how much systems and opportunities for virtual learning you put in place. So mm-hmm. I tell them all the time. Yes, they have to have their expectations. Trust me, at the appropriate time, when there's nothing left to do, they're going to say, this is what we planned this, but because of the pandemic, this is what is going to have to happen. Mm -hmm. And this is what we expect y'all to do. They can't reveal all their cards at one time. But Mm -hmm. yes, they're going to have benchmarks. Of course, yeah, they got Mm -hmm. to. They can't say, we told the whole educational industry, ignore our kids and having, having goals to meet. They can't say that. So they mm-hmm. have to they have to plan accordingly. And but expectations, empathy, they're gonna reveal it when they can. But yeah, like last year we didn't have our state test. We're not gonna have our state test this year. And probably not next year because you can't you can't validly right. test, especially when you've been out of school virtual for it's a ripple validate. effect. It is a ripple effect. So we gotta we gotta put things in perspective, you guys too. Um <laughs> and don't get yeah. stressed over mm-hmm. oh, they expect me to do this. We are it, we're in a pandemic. Everybody's anxious. Just do the best you can. Real. Do what you can. Yeah. What are the numbers now? They're 11 million. They're probably 12 million now. 12 million cases, 260 something deaths. It's it's for real, for real. Yeah. So we got we to gotta understand. That's what I would say. Put things into perspective and don't yeah. get anxious about the expectations that people give you. Okay. Makes sense. I didn't ask at the beginning, but I definitely want to know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? I am enjoying life, living my life, <laughs> living my life and understanding that I'm not going to let anybody stress me out. <laughs> I'm okay. not. I'm just not. I, t- I will turn 50 at the end of this year. And so um, okay. there's a different mindset. A golden a, birthday. A, go- a golden. You hear me? Golden. Mm-hmm. And just having uh, my ex-brother-in-law pass at 49, that puts mm-hmm. a whole like yeah from the covid that puts a whole lot it's like shit i'm like you know what Mm-mm. i need everybody to follow these guidelines mm-hmm. uh i need y'all to be safe i need y'all to stop all these gatherings yeah so we can get this stuff under control because it's real and i think that's what happened a lot of people didn't think oh it's just something they talk about on thing but it's a little different when it comes to your family and somebody died uh and now yeah. I know friends and other family members who got it and not necessarily because they were irresponsible. It was somebody in their household that brought it to them. And so we, we, we've got to be cognizant of the fact this is a real pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like my, like, I have an aunt who nurse. She's been on the front line since this thing and taking precautions. Well, mm, husband was somewhere, wasn't irresponsible. It just, boom, Mm -hmm. got it. You know, this disease is real. So we got to, Remember to limit our interaction until we get a vaccine. Um, yeah. Follow the guidelines. I know we want to be around the ones we love. And I, and I especially know, especially if you live alone, it, it can be you. very taxing. But it's, it's real. It, and it, it impacts people in different ways. Like you can think that, oh, I knew somebody got over it. So if you got it, I'm going to get over it. Mm, old and young. We just had a 15-year-old in the state of Kentucky die of it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And even though she had underlying other health issues, 15 years old, because she contracted this disease, yeah, it hits a little different. So mm-hmm. um, 
I just read an article that a million children, it was a million children have gotten COVID. Oh my. And when we thought when we thought about this, when it first started hitting, they said, Oh, such and such kids this age are immune. No, not it's not. Mm-hmm. So stop parents. This is what I say. This is the counselor in me. Yes, keep your kids at home. Stop letting them go, even to family and friends' house. You stop that. Put on their mask. And I had mm-hmm. a uh I have a friend who's a nurse practitioner. She's on the front line. She's like, honey, I make my kids wear d- two masks. So she doubles it up. She's like, because mm-hmm. she sees it. She sees it every day and the impact and the, the immediate effects that once you get it and how it affects people differently. So it's for real. So I am taking care of myself. I'm limited and I'm living life because I see it, it can be overwhelming. It can Very, be overwhelming. Yeah. But I'm still hopeful that if we all do our part and we do it consistently. That's um, that's the thing. Just do it and be consistent for a little while. Just a little while. Yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate your insight, your input. It was great talking with you as always. I would love to know what your song of the day or what is your mood right now? My song that I'm vibing to, there's, there's several. I'm going to give you three. I gotta give it awesome that. because I love I've always loved Usher and so mm-hmm. his his song Bad Habits right now I'm like this pandemic has to be over because I need to see him live <laughs> man oh my god oh my god he's gonna he's gonna wreck that album and see he hasn't even released the album because you know when you release an album you gotta go different places but just mm-hmm. that single I was like mm, this is this is vintage yeah. Usher yeah love it exactly it really is awesome. then another one is snow allegra i recently I like having you around heard that uh-huh yep i love her vibe right now and then the neo and jeremiah song only want you to love that's my that's my vibes right now i love it and that's really what i miss the most is going to concerts oh my god i'm uh, almost passed out in about june because that's what i do every right every con- it's concerts every city you know, I knew my, you know, our boys were going to do something if it was just BBD or somebody. Yeah. I said, I can't take it. So yeah. if nothing yeah. else, you guys, let's follow these pandemic things. Cause So tw- summer 2021, we can be back yeah. to do what we need to do. <laughs> right. I need to see my people. I need to go oh, to God. concerts. So before we get out of here, I do want to ask you, what are your socials? Where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm old school, so I'll stick to Facebook. <laughs> um, and you can fit, find me at Tanya White, and Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color. You can uh, visit my website at tanyawhite.com. And uh, I have a couple of books out, so you can uh, get them on uh, Amazon. My latest book is Yes, I Am Enough, The Next Level. And it talks about how you we have to know that we're good enough, uh, intelligent enough, all of that enoughness so that we can have uh, be self-empowered to go after our dreams and our destiny. So, yes, I am enough. The next level yes. on Amazon.com. So, yes, visit me. Connect with me. I got, uh, I'm got. i working with a, a couple of authors that are set to release books in 2021. One okay. author is releasing a credit champion book. And me following, just working with her, my credit score has just increased wow. so much. And then um, another client's dealing with relationships. The choices that we make really are worth something. So we got to think more about our relationship choices and be more intentional. So those are coming out too next year. Okay. Yeah. Connect with me on social media so you can find out. All right. Thank you.
Thank you for having me on your show, Tanya yes, D. Thank you. I love having guests on the show. Yes. Well, you keep it up. December babies rock all day, every day. All day, every day. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Keep it up. This is so needed, you know, especially at this time. A lot of people look for inspiration and information. So keep doing what yes. you do. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Teesside Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Teesside Podcast, all one word. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.